0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar C Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 356, and today we'll be talking about breakfast like Gene Kelly from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, I mean, Hedgehog didn't accidentally curse the monsters, that's good, right?
1: <laughs> they had me going there for a sec that this was a new thing we'd have to be worried about Hedgehog accidentally doing, just casually cursing people, which... Of all the random curses to throw on people. I-, I know you're not an Owl House fan yet, but this is a pretty mild one compared to some of the other cartoon curses I've been out here watching. But it turns out that a breakfast is not just one of the most important meals of the day, but it's potentially a way to uh not be driven to madness, which is, I, I guess, where the yeah. monsters were at. Or at least uh Howard was the most effective because <laughs> he... Saw a uh soccer ball and just had to kick it, which I love him getting inexplicably whacked with a football from nowhere to punish his decision. <laughs> it was wonderful.
0: That's gonna be called back to later.
1: Oh. Well, keep watching the season.
0: Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a football prominently featured in another episode, and it's a good un. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so I don't know much about Gene Kelly, but this was a very musical and showmanshipy episode. And I loved how the musical accompaniment went hand-in-hand with Oscar's dream and really the whole episode. This was one of those Summer Camp Island episodes where I paid attention more to the accompanying piano. And it just made it so funny <laughs> and delightful. And I loved all the little things they did, like melvin's cleaning up the notes in the air when oscar and hedgehog arrive and as he cleans them up the piano and drums just kind of fall apart (laughs) and similarly when uh, oscar first tries to realize his dream in the kitchen and the eggs fall like just the sadness (laughs) of the piano also breaking apart then i I i love that
0: now the first time i watched this episode i thought the ending was preposterous it's like. Oh, what? Just all of a sudden, now that he has an audience, Oscar's a magical chef now. And then I realized, Oscar is a glowworm. It is entirely in his magical character to get superpowers to feed a group of hungry friends.
1: Oh, it's totally Oscar. I did think that the way he realized that that's what he needed was disturbing in that dream, though. They don't really- they just kind of go over the fact that in Oscar's dream, there was just secretly- a dining room of monsters that look a little i'm gonna say much scarier (laughs) than the monsters in in real life in the show i'm not sure why they did that it added a darkness to the dream that they didn't explain and that oscar wasn't disturbed by he was just like oh yeah my friends my weird dream distorted friends Now, I'm calling bogus
0: on those guys having been there the whole time, because the second time I watched the episode, I was specifically watching for the door, and I saw empty seats in a brightly lit dining room, so
1: I call foul. Yeah, I don't know what they could have done, except they could have just made the room dark, but it would have really stuck out, so I don't know. but it was a weird decision anyway, like, why even do that? I don't think we would have noticed if there was
0: a dark room over there, I wasn't- I wasn't looking at the doorway the first time, so it would have been a nice way to reward repeat viewing, I think.
1: It's just a strange thing to make it so warped as well, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would have expected that his friends would have looked like his friends, but... I mean, how did he know that Melvin wouldn't be in that
1: group? The boy's a psychic. Or why weren't they all ridiculously happy or something to fit with the theme of, you know, his talking frying pan and little smiling eggs that get cracked you know you could have had a chibi version instead but no it's like (laughs) there's this horrible darkness lurking within the background of oscar's dreams that is uh, i mean everyone's grouchy when they're not hungry david wait when they are hungry
0: (laughs) yeah when they're when they're when they're hungry yes that is what i meant (laughs) you know sometimes we throw the word not in front of things that we don't mean um well i mean irregardless of what i said let's say i'm only allowed to use irregardless ironically
1: <laughs> pine skiing that's such a wonderful <laughs> oh sum- i love that summer camp island invention of yeah that could probably work you know <laughs> you're like oh yeah why hasn't anyone else ever thought of
0: that i mean it's a magical island that could have just as easily been going out regular skiing but for some reason we have pine needle skiing and we have like these elves running the ski patrol is the coolest thing ever, oh my God, those elves
1: were adorable. I love that there was a swear patrol to, to police potentially the use of new swears, which turns out hedgehog is not one of the new swears popular among monsters these days what what was what did he call her a baby witch? Yeah, I love how they talk about hedgehog. From that perspective of, well, we've known she's a witch the whole time, and now, oh great, she's emerging with her powers. How inconvenient to us <laughs> right now. It's just fun to hear them talk about it, but not directly in front of her, yeah, I don't think they were complaining too much. I mean, it no. thought
0: that thought that she had accidentally cursed them. They were quite willing to curse her right back,
1: like to the fact that for someone else, hedgehog's identity is now like being a witch it's a, a fun. Transition for that character, like, just as she had to take on the werewolf side of her, now, like, this witch side is becoming something that other people view her through that lens instead of just being hedgehog. Meanwhile, Oscar has his own vision of himself, uh, with 20 pounds of lean muscle (laughs) in his dreams. Rugged and outdoorsy. (laughs) Uh, Ugh. I love that, but also I love how there was no visual difference. Maybe his hair looked a little poofier. I don't know, but, uh, sure, sure, Oscar.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, you you gotta let the kid have his fantasy. He's making
1: breakfast for five here. (laughs) Again, he's living the glowworm dream. And he did pull it off, which I think was very sweet. And I am completely fine with the, as it tends to go on Summer Camp Island, the potential conflict with Melvin. There's just never a problem. When the kitchen gets dirty, he's like, "Great, soap it up," <laughs> and then that we get the, yeah. the end, you know, splash on the screen with some egg whites and, and shells being yeah. mopped up. Now this was the this was the first time Melvin had ever been characterized
0: like basically at all, but especially as a clean freak. Do you think that was even necessary at uh, this late in the series to characterize him like that? It,
1: it's kind of like I still don't know all the monsters, <laughs> like the purple one. I can't even think of the purple one's name right now. So I, I Margo? Yeah. How much has Margo been characterized in the past? Are you talking about the librarian or the, the other one? The other one? Not the one who regularly works in the library?
0: There's a short purple one, and then there's one who looks more like Howard.
1: Oh. Uh, not the one that looks like Howard. Because Howard's a lean boy. Okay. Or a tallish okay, boy. Okay, so you're thinking about the one who works at the library. Which... Is not much of a characterization, but I guess library is. <laughs> eh,
0: I mean, I guess I, I, get an un, I get a feeling for how she is and how she acts, even if she hasn't got too much focus, but... Sure. No, I mean, he just got a lot of lines, though. Yeah, the the guy who looks like Howard, I I could go look his name up, but... Hold on, I will, just so people who know their names know for sure who I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, honestly, I can't keep track either. But Melvin got plenty of lines, and it was, you know... Just, I I don't know if it was shocking, but like, oh, okay, yeah, finally, I get to understand another monster more. I'm totally good with that.
0: Ah, Mortimer, that's his name. He's more of a blue. Okay. Yeah, Mortimer and Blanche, I have trouble remembering the names of. But yeah, Ava, Melvin, Margo, and Howard, I got their names down pat.
1: Well, Mortimer talks a lot. Yeah, I I, under,
0: I understand Mortimer's character. It's just his name I've always struggled with.
1: Yeah, which uh, you should remember cuz uh Craig of the Creek, the little parrot, parakeet. He's no falcon though. That's true. Just a popular name, I don't know.
0: I mean, if he were if he were a falcon, then the name would be uh, it would just seem much more natural, you know. <laughs> Maybe he needs to do a crossover with Steven from uh from Open Book. He could be Archimicaris. <laughs>
1: it has Oscar historically been a little gross. Um, Yeah, the picking the nose thing was a little out of left field, to be honest. I mean, yeah, and then, you know, hugging poor Melvin with that nasty booger hand. But then (laughs) even during the cooking, I mean, yeah, he's clumsy, so I guess being messy makes sense. But, uh, you know, he was blowing on those croissant rolls to roll them off the counter. That is not post-COVID behavior, my friend. Do not be spittling all over my croissants. I
0: mean, animation takes long enough. This might have been boarded pre-COVID. Oh, I have no doubt. But I mean, he's about to put them in the oven, so I guess it doesn't matter.
1: I, oh, that's right, because it was the dough being rolled up. So that's safe. That's fine. You know, health inspector wouldn't I mean, he me.
0: even does hands-free.
1: Yeah. That's true. A lot of his other cooking is hands-free, although doesn't he grab the ice cubes with his feet? Yes,
0: I was. <laughs> I out loud said, very unsanitary, but also very (laughs)
1: awesome. (laughs) Oh, well, and he put an orange in his mouth. He put an orange half in his mouth and bit down on it. That was
0: all I could think about watching the second time is he's going to do this for real to somebody. That's
1: terrible. (laughs) I mean, it's a very homey thing. You know, what's what's a family, you know, home cooked meal without a little bit of saliva? Being present. A little bit of the old family germs. Mm-hmm. I think his
0: glowworm magic protects his, you know, friends from his various nasties. <laughs> but yeah, again, uh, Melvin's sudden characterization. Again, in the fourth season, they finally characterize my boy Melvin after his harrowing adventure at the hands of Bad Kid in Monster Babies. Uh, he finally gets a character and he is roping oscar
1: and hedgehog into attacking the kitchen of the alligator chefs i well and i was gonna say there's promise of maybe a little more characterization because while hanging out with the alligators oscar teases an elephant, saying oh what else don't we know about you and i'm like i wonder what else is going on that might have been a wink and a nod
0: to you know the fact that this just came out all of a sudden they just learned that he was a neat freak
1: yeah i don't know but i'd love to learn more about the Chefs as well, because I realized I don't I don't think we've featured them much at all. They kind of just existed in the mess hall and that's it. Am I forgetting where we had like a headlining episode of the of the alligator crocodile pair? They, they've they had minor roles in an episode
0: or two, but nothing ever major.
1: Yeah, they're they're very cute. I love the insistence on never washing cast iron <laughs> pans. Sounds professional. I'll assume that's the correct thing to do. You gotta let the flavor soak in. All the flavors. I mean,
0: they're the chefs. They know what they're doing, so... It would would really be rude to second-guess them. I like their sign, uh, scrape-in time saves grime. (laughs) Which, you know, seems to me to be like, eh, just
1: scrape it off, then we don't have to clean it. And again, the flavor remains. I will say this, of all the gross summer camp food that I ate as a Boy Scout as a kid... These kids got it. Amazing. I mean, based on what we've seen them eat in that in that dining hall. So I uh, I'm not worried about the sanitariness because I ate much worse and as sanitary or less food in my childhood.
0: (laughs) So, well, I mean, these kids are the future of magic. So you figure
1: they're springing for the good stuff. (laughs) I definitely I'm not totally jealous of them every time I watch Summer Camp Island. That's not how I feel constantly. <laughs> it's not like I have the fantasy of wishing I went to Summer Camp one time and it turns out we were all witches and yetis and then spent years there. Well, what magical creature would you want to be then? Oh, oh. You know, I like, uh, again, referencing the Owl House now a second time in this episode. In the Owl House, anyone can be a witch. It's not not gender limited. I would love to be a witch, personally uh they're cool that's what i got <laughs> i don't think there's anyone who wouldn't
0: want to be a witch but uh speaking more realistically i don't know
1: like maybe i would be an alien i don't
0: think <laughs> i speaking quite...
1: realistically about <laughs> which fantasy character i could be applying all the rational characteristics <laughs> i'm just, i'm just saying i don't i don't think i
0: have what it takes to mm. be a glowworm I, I like to think of myself as someone who could be a glowworm but i I just can't live up to oscar's example so i think i think alien is a more attainable goal for me
1: <laughs> i like it i like that that's a category of magical being in summer camp island and i think that's very fitting plus <laughs> wait do you just want to be one foot tall and adorable <laughs> oh my i mean as a cat aren't i already both that's true it speaks speaks to speaks to the core of gc all right, well, I'm hungry for some breakfast now, so <laughs> I think uh, I need to crack out some eggs. Well, I
0: won't keep I won't keep David waiting. I'm enough of a glowworm for that. Join us next week,
1: guys. Until then, I'm GC13,
0: and I'm David.
1: Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts, or even in your dreams. Later, everybody.
0: Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon related content, please visit lunarceasefire.com.